With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Before we get going into today's episode, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like button, subscribe button, and please share it out. Leave a comment down below to let us know what you think of the episode. Get involved in a discussion. What what else do you want to see? Who do you want to see on the podcast and all that good stuff? If you're listening to an audio form or want to listen to it in audio form and you're watching it on YouTube, the podcast can be found anywhere you listen to your podcast. It can be found on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, iHeartRadio, it's on Spreaker, it's everywhere, literally everywhere you listen to your podcast, it can be found there. So please go there, like, subscribe, share out, leave a review, it helps out the podcast so much for you guys just to take the 30 seconds out of your day to do that. I appreciate it so much. The Coach Steve Show now is part of, was with the Unhinged Sports Network, and now they've moved over, and we have partnered with the Belly Up Sports Podcast World. If you go to bellyupsports.com, you can find so many podcasts. I can't keep up with how many podcasts are actually there, ranging from every single sport. And I mean every single sport's on there. Foreign sports are on there. You can find other, like, uh, Canadian football, you can find NASCAR podcasts. I talk about fantasy sports, anything you can think of and anything outside of sports too can also be found there. So go to bellyupsports.com and check out everything. There's also a bunch of blogs. There's also a bunch of different sponsors that can be found on there. 
one that I'm going to tell you guys to do since NFL is underway, college football is underway, baseball still going on, NBA is going to come back. You're looking. You're probably seeing that there's a lot of bets that can be made. People are gambling on sports. They're making a lot of money. Um, with the Billy Up Sports Podcast Network, they partner with my bookie. So if you go to mybookie.ag and you use the code Billy Up Fantasy, it'll double your first deposit. So if you deposit fifty bucks, you're gonna get a hundred bucks. So now you just get you get a free fifty bucks to make one big bet. Do same game parlays. Just take a couple of them, bet on different different sports. Uh, Go to same game one. So if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for so many yards, if you think Justin Fields is not going to throw for so many yards, anything like that, make bets on it. So bet 50, uh, deposit 50, you're going to get 100 if you use the code Belly Up Fantasy when you make that deposit at mybookie.ag. So go there, get a bet going, go make some money. Uh, you know, we're lo- I'm looking all the time making bets. And then if you don't know who to bet on and you want to know, Check out next episodes. I go through different different bets you can make or should make that I'm going to keep track of on my record uh, with different different stuff. So go do that for me. It helps out. It helps grow the Belly Up Podcast Network. It helps grow this podcast as well. Today's episode, we're just going to talk about Illinois football. No, you're not going to have Brad Miller or Coach Was for the loyal handful of fans that listen to the Illini stuff where you have me, Coach West, and Brad Miller. Like I said, life happens. Schedules don't work out where we're not going to go live now. 80, 95% of the time we're going to go live Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. Check us out then, but th- this one just didn't happen, so you're just going to have me. So we're just going to talk about Illinois football. They did play Purdue this past week. Um, they did not... And the way Illinois fans wanted it to, it was a defensive battle. It was an offensive struggle fest, mainly on Illinois' side. Illinois did not get the win. They did lose to Purdue 13-9. Purdue did come down to score a touchdown. And then Illinois had a chance to drive back down the field near the end of the game. Couldn't capitalize. Um, Bunch of stuff to get into. Illinois struggles continue. This is their fourth straight loss after a huge win versus Purdue. Now we have losses versus UTSA, Virginia, Maryland, which was a close game, and now Purdue. It's It's been a struggle to be an Illinois fan. Now, we're going to talk about a few different topics here, but from the game, Purdue came out and played tough you know they almost beat Notre Dame which in a different you know they 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 came out and almost beat Notre Dame their offense is structured to keep the quarterback in the pocket their offense is structured to run the ball short passes which will open up their medium passes uh they they want to keep the quarterback in the pocket they don't want to run him so they're gonna uh be a huddle team they're gonna look around to throw the ball all that type of stuff Purdue came out and played very tough their defense flew around. Their offense was making blocks. Their offense was running the ball pretty well. So it's a game going in that you don't think Illinois is just going to come out and strictly dominate the game. You know, like Purdue, one of their quarterbacks, um, O'Connell, he was 12 for 19, 182 yards, one touchdown. Now, you have two interceptions, but it's neither here or there. 
I thought they played pretty tough. These teams seem pretty evenly matched um, with one team in Illinois. A new coaching staff put together. Purdue, on the other hand, you know, has had a, you know, their coaches have been around for a while. Um, Purdue did use two quarterbacks. Jake Plummer was in there for a while, wasn't getting it done. Now they have, they put an Aiden O'Connell, who I just said, who came in, did pretty well. Um, the rushing wasn't there for them. The passing was, if you look at the numbers, we were pretty, pretty evenly, uh, pretty evenly matched with each other. Um, it was an offensive struggle fest. It was a defensive battle for people that like those type of games. It was for you. Um, but as an Illinois fan, it was tough to watch. Um, but one takeaway, there's a couple takeaways. First one, I think is going to need to get some recognition and really, um, need to be said is Illinois' defense. Illinois' defense showed up against Nebraska, but there were some question marks where you have to be careful because they were there was plays that Notre or Nebraska had and there was that they didn't capitalize on and then like having our hands on our hips, we're not getting lined up, we're not doing all this stuff. And then we're and then we were trying to play a lot of man coverage. And coming from a Lovey Smith defense where you're playing Tampa two, where yeah, there's some man principles built in, but you're playing Tampa two where you got cover two, you got the you need it and you need a backer, an inside linebacker like a Brian Urlacher when Lovey Smith was at the Bears. They can drop into coverage, they can pick up in man, but the rest are not really playing man, playing quarters coverage and all that where they can pass it off, but it wasn't truly like a man to man. And Illinois, it was really starting to play a lot of man-to-man. Um, you know, new defense coordinator come in, Brent Bielma coming in, this is what they want to do. And I think they kind of realized, well, if we're struggling to play man-to-man through these couple games with Virginia, with UTSA, you know, we're, we probably should not do that, and we probably should start to play some zone. Once in a while, hop into man, but we need to play zone. I thought Illinois' defense really – really stepped up. Now, I know what people are already going to say, you Ohio State fans or people that are not in the Big Ten that are fans of other teams. Um, I know it was against Purdue. But Purdue has always been that team that plays people tough. They win games they're not supposed to. And... Like for if they would have beat Notre Dame, I think we would be sitting here saying something different. But they play very well against teams you're not supposed to play well against. And with the new, you know, Coach Walters, who's their defensive coordinator that's come in, trying to put in his defense. Now, one thing they did change is Coach Walters was calling defense up in the booth. Now he's come back down to the sideline. And I think ever since that, I think it was the last game, ever since that has happened, they have played better. Um, he came down with the Maryland game where they only lost by three. So if you think about it as Illinois, if you only give up 17 points or 13 points to whoever you're playing, you put yourself in a great situation to win. So their defense came out, and yeah, there was, again, if Nick Saban's going to give up big chunk plays, but keep them off the scoreboard, maybe only keep them to the three points, you have to think you're doing your job. You have to think... We are putting our team in a better situation. So, yeah, maybe you give up a couple big runs or maybe they get a 15-yard pass, but as long as you keep them out of the end zone, that's fine. 
Illinois, you know, forced, I think they got about two interceptions. Illinois has 50 takeaways since I think 2019 or 18 and maybe 2020. And it was, it's the most in the Big Ten. So, I mean, really under Levy Smith, that's a stat that you can continue on. And this defense really wants to get takeaways. But they're not going to live and die by takeaways. They want to take the ball away, but that's every defense. So the defense did show up. The defensive line played a lot better getting hands-on. As a defensive lineman, you want to get hands-on. You want to see what's going on when you get extension so you can see where the ball carry is and go get him. See what the quarterback's doing. Go get him. I think their corners flew around. Their safeties were flying around. They were breaking on balls pretty well. They were flying up to make the tackles up until the end of the game. I think Coach Walters being on the sideline really helps. Coming from experience, trying to call, be an offensive corner, calling plays in the box. Now, you can see everything, which is great. But sometimes it's not necessarily that you don't trust your assistant coaches. There's just times where you would rather, instead of me telling a coach to make this adjustment, might as well just be there to do it myself, someone else up there to tell me what they're saying so I can make the adjustment. So I'm not saying they don't trust their coaches. I'm going to live and die by that Illinois has a good coaching staff. I don't care what the record is. It's the first year. I think Illinois has a very good staff. They have an experienced staff. Not a Lovey Smith staff where, well, they've only coached in the NFL. Now, these guys have coached, some have coached 10 to 30 years of college football. Some have a little bit of NFL experience, but a lot of college experience where they can relate to these college kids. They're not coaching the NFL where they're dealing with these adults, dealing with these millionaires. They're, you know, guys that have coached with college kids, you know, from the 18 to 22-year-olds. So Coach Walters going to the field, I think, has helped. That's just a minor thing that, that, that people don't think about. I think him being on the field, really be able to communicate while the team's on the field directly by the assistant coaches that are on the field, make those quick adjustments. The kids come off the field. He is right there. And like I said, it's from coaching football when you're on the headset, you're up in the box, you're talking to this coach or this coach to say, go tell this kid or this kid this. And you're telling one thing to the other. Not saying they're not telling him what he's saying, but then there's a question like, Coach Walters, what's this, what's this, what's this? So I think him being on the field helps a lot. And to some coaches, you can see more in the box, but sometimes you see more on the field for some reason. And I'm one of those people, you can see everything up on the box. But on the field, you can just see way more because of how your mind works, however you are, because we're all different. So I think Walters being on the field helped. I thought the defense showed up. You, you only give up 13 points. You should be able to win the game. You should. And against Maryland, you only give up 17. You're, you're put in a spot to win. You're giving them a chance to win. Now against like a UTSA and... Virginia, like Virginia, you give up 42, you're not putting them in a position to win. You're giving up 37, still not putting them in a great position to go out and win the game. Now, what did not help their defense was their offense. The offensive struggles have continued for Illinois, continued altogether. Brandon Peters, 100 yards passing. No touchdowns. His QBR is 35.2. Joshua McCray is a man child. 
the running back for Illinois. He carried the ball 24 times, had 156 rushing yards. That was more rushing yards than Purdue had, like total. Purdue only had 38 rushing yards. Illinois had 175, and 156 of it came from McCray. Receiving was not good. We we fumbled it once. Illinois' struggle since Nebraska have just continued. Nebraska, we scored 30. Now, UTSA, we scored 30, but it came in the second half. Then we scored 14, 17, and 9. Now, people have already said, like, fire these coaches and fire Tony Peterson. To those fans, you guys need to go watch a different sport. Wait for basketball season. Or go back to being a non-fan. Because you these fans that are calling for Coach BMO to be fired or calling for Brandon Peters to be fired and all these assistant coaches to be fired. It's been five games. Because we had a week zero. So we played five games. Yes, the offensive struggles are very noticeable. They're very frustrating. So my my message to you fans that are saying that on the offensive side, and I'll get to the when we get to the very end, I'll make this again, but you guys need to go away. Go be a fan of something else. Don't be a fan of Illinois. You are the basketball fans that wanted Coach Underwood fired. Go away. Go be a fan of something else. We don't need you around. But Illinois offense is struggling. Under Coach Bielmo, who had pretty good offenses at Wisconsin, and Coach Peterson, who has very good offenses over his 30 years of coaching offense and being an offense coordinator at like Marshall and you know, as of late App State where they have good offense. The only thing that got going was the run game, but a lot of the big runs didn't come till the second quarter. Our offense, <clears throat> under Levy Smith, we did not have a identity. We were pro style, under center eye formation, then we tried to become a spread team that was going to run the option. Then we kind of were doing what we do now where we're both like, we're going to go under center. We're going to out formation, try it out formation you, and then do X, Y, and Z. Then we were a spread team just to be spread. Just 10 personnel, 11 personnel, sometimes 20 personnel, not a lot of, not a lot of 21 personnel or 22. It was 10 personnel, 11 personnel. I don't even think we did 12. And we're going to throw bubble screens, bubble screens, and more bubble screens, and then just run inside zone, which is fine, but that's all we were going to do. Every game, it seems like less and less of the playbook is coming besides formations. We're seeing a lot of formations. <coughs> a lot of formations are being seen. When when Brandon Peters got hurt against Nebraska, that first half, we saw very little offense. Satowski came in, then that second half, they opened it up. There was jet motions, getting the ball outside. There was wide zone. There was inside zone. There were short passes. You had a couple screens. You were trying to get Isaiah Williams the ball more. You were trying to run it with McCravey and all that. Like, you were trying to do these things. And then every game, it just seems like less and less. It's run, 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 sometimes punt. It's short pass, run, run, punt. 
is what we're seeing. Now, again, we are not in the room. Coming from a fellow coach, we do not know what the game plan is. We do not have all the film on the opponent. We did not have all this film on Purdue. I also think on offense, we just don't have the dudes. We have some, but we don't have the dudes. You saw it against UTSA of when we were coming back, you know, it's 30 to 37. Or, yeah, I believe I, when you're down by seven and you're, it's crunch time, and you saw at the end of the Purdue game here, when you're marching down the field, who are you going to throw it to? Isaiah Williams is not that guy. No offense. He's not a guy that's going to go out, jump two people, and make the catch. Another thing we're not seeing is we're not seeing the tight ends involved a lot. Luke Ford can catch. He can fake block and whip out and just give him the ball and get a three-yard pass on first down. It's now it's second and seven, second and six instead of being first and, or second and nine because you try to run the ball. Teams are going to stack the box. We have an offensive line that could be like first two-year NFL players if they had gone to the draft, how old they are. And that's supposed to be our anchor. Coach Miller's done a great job. People are really... We'll get to the offensive line in a second. Just overall offensively, I just don't think we have the guy to throw the ball to. We don't have the guy to take over the game yet. We don't have some of the dudes you see at like an Ohio State or Iowa's where you have these dudes that are just the guy. We don't have that. We're not fortunate enough to have that. And it's the first year of playing this offense. Like if you think about it, I think Rod Smith was the offense coordinator for two years or so. At Illinois, out of the five years or so, you Lovey Smith was there. So you're looking at two years of the same offense, even though they tweaked it a lot. Coming into this offense where you're going to do a lot more, it's going to be wide zone, inside zone. You're going to run a little bit of power. You're going to have fullback dives. You're going to have regular dives. You're going to have leads. You're going to have short passes. You're going to have shallow routes. You're going to have a crossing route like – just stuff that they weren't doing. A couple key screens. You're going to do a lot more jet motion than we did with Lovey Smith. You're going to have Isaiah Williams do jet motion. You're going to try to get outside. You're going to try to fake this. That's the stuff that's in this offense that we saw with Nebraska. And then we saw the second half of UTSA. And then kind of didn't see in Virginia. It just keeps to go down. So it seems like the playbook is just getting thinner. And at first they were kind of blaming it that we had Statowski and a quarterback. But... Now you have Brandon Peters at quarterback, so why is the playbook not being open? A lot of times the play-action stuff works because we want to run the ball. Brent Bielman wants to run the ball. Tony Peterson wants to run the ball. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to run, run, run. And I think they're okay with running out of those three downs we get or sometimes four. If we get a first down, maybe we get, you know, you're looking at out of these eight downs or seven downs, they're okay with running it five times. Because the next series or the next series after that, they're going to do more play action, zone read, the real quick little RPO stuff to open it up, which is fantastic. But you better have a defense. You better have a defense to stop them. And I said that with UTSA, it's fine to try to set that up. But if you're not stopping them, it doesn't matter. We were kind of stopping Purdue. So in the Purdue game, I understood, you know, we were trying to run the ball. But like, we got to continue to put guys in situations to be successful. So if the all-line's blocking wide zone, wide zone, wide zone, wide zone, wide zone, and it's not working, now we can maybe try inside zone. You're at a college, so I know you have trap, you have power, you have this, you have that. Maybe try pin and pull. If the offensive line is pass protecting pretty well, start passing it. 
You know, people always say if you make a team one-dimensional, you're going to beat them. Well, I necessarily don't think that's always the case because if a team's going to stack the box and say, you're going to pass it, we're going to make it, you pass it on us. Well, you're a college team. You're a college quarterback. You're college wide receivers. Pass the ball. Make that defense pay. If they're going to put eight in the box, seven in the box, we're going to pass it. We're going to key screen. We're going to jet motion. We're going to do this. We're going to get this. And then once you start spreading out, then we're going to run the ball. So I understand why people say if you make an offense one-dimensional, you're going to win and make some uncomfortable. Well, I don't think so because an offense isn't going to win saying we're going to run the ball 50% of the time and pass 50% of the time. We'd all love to do that, but that's just not what's going to happen. So if you come into Illinois and say, they run the ball, make them pass. Well, then you better make them pay because you better than to start passing. And then once they start to soften it up, then you go right back to what you do with the offensive line run. So the offensive struggles are real right now in Illinois. They're very real. And it's very frustrating because we're seeing that playbook get smaller and smaller, it seems like. And I don't know if it's because they know that we're struggling, so they don't want to show a lot of things. I don't think Brent Bielema is like that. I think he <coughs> excuse me, just wants to win and get them to play tough and do well. So I highly doubt he's like, ah, don't show this. I don't want him to see it. I don't know. Part of the offensive struggles, though, has been Brandon Peters. Brandon Peters came over from Michigan a couple years ago to play for Lovey Smith, and he had won the starting job this year with Brent Bielema, with Tatowski coming over from Rutgers in the transfer portal as his backup. Brandon Peters gets hurt the first quarter of the game, first couple plays. Sitowski comes into Nebraska and leads us down the field and wins. And then we just see the playbook get smaller. Like, do they not trust him to run this playbook? Do they think they have to really readjust? Well, watching the game, now I don't have the film film, but from watching the game, Sitowski and Brandon Peters look like the same quarterback. Maybe Brandon Peterson uh, understands the offense more. Maybe... He's got a better deep ball or something, or maybe he makes more accurate short passes. But from the from watching the games, and I've watched all the games. The Coach Steve Show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, Okay, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off or there's an option to buy four if you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees if you like it so much when you use the code css you'll get the fourth one free so instead of paying full price for all four you'll get three so go to launchpadkickofftee.com css use the code css get 10 percent off buy four to get the fourth one free 
This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. Hey, all you football coaches out there, I know if you're like me, we want to be simple. And we're always looking for a way to add to the game. Drills, plays, all that stuff. Okay? So if you're like me and you're looking for drills, you're trying to figure out how to do this, well, there's no simpler way than getting back to the basics. So I want to thank Coach Stone for contributing, sponsoring this podcast, helping me out with other things. So I need you guys, if you want to get back to the basics, you need to go get this book, Back to the Basics Football Drill Manual, from Back to the Basics from Coach Stone Football. This book is 500 pages, over 500 pages. And it goes from offense, defense, special teams, tackling, turnovers, everything that you need is right here. You get this book and you look at all of his other stuff, you will never need to go look up another drill again. It has like all these drills. I kid you not. This book has it for you. Okay. So if you're like me and we also talk about becoming simple, we're always talking about making things easier on our players. Back to the basics is for you. So please go to CoachStoneFootball.com. It has this book on there. I believe this was his first, was Coach Stone's first one. You need to go on there and get it. Um, CoachStoneFootball.com. It's on there. I think it's on Amazon. But if you go to his website, there's so much other stuff. I recommend going to the website. Um, there's other books on there. But this is the first one you need to look at for drills from all aspects of the game. There's over 100 drills, I believe, in this book. So again, go to CoachStoneFootball.com. Go get this book, and let's get back to the basics. It just seems like they're the same type of player. And Brandon Peters has struggled. He's really struggled. And it's just, I don't think he's really getting the job done. Because, like, against Maryland... He went 10 for 26, 185 yards and one interception. Purdue, he went 14 of 26 for 100 yards and didn't have a touchdown or an interception. So I I don't know. Because then you have Statowski against Virginia. He went 24 of 45, 221 yards. Now he did have an interception, but he also had a touchdown. So they passed it a lot more. Statowski... Then they're just passing it less with Peterson. I don't know. Statowski against UTSA had 266 yards and three touchdowns, 22 of 42. So to me, you could say Rust. I just don't think he's the guy. You have to respect him for coming to Illinois. You have to respect him for staying with Coach Bielema. You have to respect that he had this injury. Now he's bounced back. But he's not getting the job done. So I think when you go into this next game against Charlotte, you've got to make a decision. Either you start him, but he's on a short leash. So if this type of stuff continues, I know you're trying to get the run game going, but if you can't make some of these passes, you have to look at Statowski. Now I know what you're saying, well, if they're the same person, just keep Brandon Peters in. But if they're the same person and one's not producing – and the other one kind of was, you need to go back to that person. 
You need to go back to that person. I think Statowski needs to be the quarterback. Brandon Peters has struggled. He's getting hit. He's not making accurate throws. And then he had the fumble, and then there was one where, I can't remember, if he, I think he fumbled it. He was rolling out against Purdue, had the ball here, he was running, someone hit out of his hand, well, tuck the ball, man, and then they fumbled and he just stood there and watched. Like, that body language just really irked me. And you can't play like that as a quarterback. You can't have that type of body language. The only one to have a certain type of body language and be okay is Jay Cutler because he actually cared. Brandon Peters has a completely different look than Jay Cutler did when he played for the Bears. So Brandon Peters, I think, needs to not be the quarterback anymore. I, I, I think we are done watching Brandon Peters be the quarterback. The times he played in the spring didn't look good, or the, the COVID year didn't look good. And he hasn't looked good since he has been here. I think they kind of started him because he stuck around and everything else, which is fine. And I don't want Coach Bielma to, to stand there and go, well, I have to start him. You know, to, to kind of show like, okay, if you do what we ask, you stick around, you're in it to play. Well, at the same time, you've got to win and you've got to establish something in your program. So I think Brandon Peters will probably start again against Charlotte. And they're probably thinking it's Charlotte. He might play well. But, I mean, you lost to UTSA. Charlotte's um, on the up and up. Illinois has got to be careful. I think they probably start Brandon Peters again. But if he's struggling that first quarter or second quarter by the halftime, at least by halftime, if he's struggling like this, then you got to put Statowski back in and just roll with him. Just roll with him. Coach him up. Roll with him. Open up the freaking playbook, even though we don't have the dudes. You got to open it up. We got to take deep shots. We have to protect. We have to get creative in running the ball. So I think Brandon Peters needs to be done. You know, we appreciate the stuff he's done for Illinois, but he needs to be done. Now, a lot of people are putting a lot of blame on the offensive line, saying they're not doing well. This is true and not true at the same time. One, as an offensive lineman, when you're playing in a different offensive system, it takes a little bit to get comfortable. As an offensive line, if you have a lot of run plays and you're seeing a lot of different fronts, you have a lot going through your mind. It's hard to run the ball if there's six or seven in the box and you got five. It's hard to run the ball when there's seven in the box and you have a tight end, but the tight end is not blocking very well. So those type of things you cannot blame the offensive line on. It's tough when you're doing a five-man protection and they're bringing six, which happened a couple times. It's hard when you're running wide zone and inside zone right after that. It's it's hard to do wide zone, wide zone, wide zone, and then wide zone some more and then do this. Like People need to get off the offensive line. I think they're doing just fine. Now, that is their strength, but I think also, again – if they know that our strength is the offensive line and running the football, guess what a team's going to do? Fans, they are going to try to stop the run. So as an offensive lineman, when the defense is going to just bail out on the run and you've got a quarterback like Brandon Peters that's not going to complete it, they are going to fly up and stop the run. So as an offensive lineman, as I've played and I coach, it is very difficult to have that be the thing you go to, and they have seven. Now, yes, there's times in breakdown of pass protection. That always happens. Um, 
we need to quit blaming the offensive line for the offense. Brandon Peters isn't making throws. We're not catching the ball. We're trying to run the ball down people's throat, which is fine. But we need to get back to helping the offensive line and doing jet sweeps. They can block inside and you get to the outside. Isaiah Williams can run a lot of people. Maybe bring a guy down, crack block on an end, bring another wide receiver, have the running back lay down, we run a toss. Something to get this to the outside to ease the offensive lineman. Something where we're doing a quick RPO play action to ease off the offensive line. If if people if they're struggling as much as people think, and again these are fans, and I know there's some coaches that are watching games saying the offensive line's struggling, and you know Illinois the offensive line's supposed to be the the strength. It's very difficult, and there's good defensive line in the Big Ten. Purdue isn't really not a pushover. Illinois, I think, has worse records over the past 20 years than than Purdue. Purdue has always played tough. So people that are blaming the offensive line need to back off. You got to know that you have to understand scheme to help the offensive line out. Now, can they play better? Absolutely, but the whole offense can play better. And when offenses go three and out, three and out, three and out, it hurts the defense. Our defense was out there a lot, and they stepped up. And then, because offense, we've got to sustain drives. We have to keep our defense off the field to help them out. Our defense was on the field a lot and gave up 13 points. That's fine. We'll get to, in a second, the last drive there for Purdue and that decision of Coach Bielema. But, man, like, the offense has got to stay on the field. They have to help out the defense to stay off the field. We've got to get points on the board. We've got to open it up. If stuff ain't working right now, then why are we doing it? Because you're going to try to do it next year? Get to the stuff that works. I, I watch App State stuff. He's doing all that, but they have way more stuff going on. we got to open it up. Quit blaming the offensive line. we got to find ways to take the ease off of them. If every, all the whole pressure is on them, they're just going to stack the box. They're going to blitz people. They're going to stunt. They're going to say, you're going to try to run the ball. We're going to do this. We don't care. Oh, your tight end's not going to block. Great, we'll do this. Well, start getting the tight ends in the pass game, jet motions, getting outside, all that stuff. If Illinois can do that, I think they'll be okay. I, I had them going to a bowl game this year, and as we're going, we're probably not going to get there because they are going to have a meat grinder of a schedule after Charlotte for the rest of the season. Because we let UTSA slip through our fingers, we let Maryland slip through our fingers, and we let Purdue slip through our fingers. I don't know if we beat Virginia because Virginia came to play. But instead of being 1-4, and four, we could be sitting here at 4-1, uh, and one, losing to Virginia. So we need to get off the offensive line. The next thing I want to talk about, again, I've already touched on it, we're going to touch on again, is the Bielema and the coaching staff. If you think they need to be fired, go be a fan of another team. Quit watching them. Don't watch them no more. Go be a fan of another team. We don't need you around. As much, I don't know if negativity is the right word, but stuff as I have said that they need to fix, I am 100% behind Coach Bielema and the staff because of how they are handling themselves the recruiting, the rebuilding of the program, which is going to take a while. I believe in Coach Bielema. 
So when he did not go for it on the fourth down uh, near the end of the game in Purdue, and Purdue came down and scored, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy for us to sit here and say to it's easy for us to sit here and say to go for it because of what happened. Some during the game said, "Well, why didn't he go for it? He should have." This can go either way. You go for it. We have to think from his perspective. Yeah, they have a running back that has 156 yards. But what are they going to think? Oh, he's getting the ball. Somehow. There's two things that defense is probably thinking. That guy's going to get the ball, or Isaiah Williams is going to get the ball. They have no other threat. So they're going to put guys outside to keep everything inside from Williams, have guys fly up on the run. Makes it harder on the offensive line. So if you're Coach Bielema, you're thinking, ah, my offense is struggling. It's fourth and two. We're up. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My defense has played well. I'm going to put it in their hands. And guess what? If they come down and score, the offense has that opportunity to come down and score. So either way, you're in a different situation. Because what if you go forward, you don't get it, momentum swing is huge for the other side. So you have to think about what's going through his mind in that situation. I guarantee what was going through his mind was, if we go for it with my struggling offense right now, and we don't get it, Momentum swing is huge for the other side. So they're going to get all this momentum to come down and score. And then we're going to have no momentum on offense to try to go back down and score. Probably not going to get there. Like, you have to think of that stuff. You got a good punter. Our special teams in Illinois is phenomenal. You have a good punter. Your defense has played very well. Has taken the ball away twice to three times. I think it was twice. So he's like, I want my defense out there to win this game. To stop them. So I, I was all for him not going on the fourth down. That was a good decision, I think. Well, I know they lost, but I'm saying at the time, I was like, yeah, that, that, that's a good decision. He is getting frustrated. Someone said he's getting a little frustrated on the sideline. And that's 100% true. I'd be frustrated. But he's allowed to get frustrated. We have to ride the course. He knows we have to ride the course. Things are going to start clicking at some point in the year. I think it's going to motivate guys that are there to say, man, we're just going to keep rolling with Coach Bielema and the staff. We're going to come in. We're going to have these recruits come in. We're going to be good. Their facilities are phenomenal. They're going to do fine. So people out there calling for them to be fired, need just, just go away. We don't need that kind of negativity. We don't need any part of you with this team. At all. Because we have a tough game coming up. And we don't need any fans of like you out there. Coach Bielma will never listen to this. I would love to have Coach Bielma on and talk to him for 20 minutes. I would love to have an Illinois football staff member on here to talk to for 20 minutes. I think there's adjustments to be made from watching it, but I don't know the game plan. But 
I roll, Coach Bielema is my coach. We're going to roll with him. We're going to roll with him. They don't need to be fired. Trust the process. Even though Lovey Smith had a process and it didn't work, there was something about Lovey Smith and the way things were going in his way. This is different. This is that defense is turning a corner to play is playing much better. The offense just needs to turn that corner and play much better. And maybe all we're looking for is to compete. If we get to a bowl game somehow, great. If not, we're looking to compete. You'll have a full offseason with this. You have this full season. Then we come into another offseason. Now they can start turning a corner. Now they understand what kind of defense they want to do. Now they're now they're going to be able to understand the offense. It's one thing to see it in spring ball and in the summer. You gotta go through games to see it. You gotta be able to go through this stuff. So we're gonna roll with Coach Bielma. If you guys want him fired, you can go kick rocks. Now they have a tough week five. Or week four, excuse me. We're going into week four of college football, but it's week five for them because they had a week zero. They are playing the Charlotte 49ers. This is not a game to be taken likely. Charlotte is 3-1. They're first in conference USA, and they're on the east side. They're coming off one against Middle Tennessee, who has a good offensive coordinator and Coach Brent Deerman. They're coming off that one forty-two to thirty-nine. They beat Duke thirty-one twenty-eight in the beginning of the season. It's a tough game. It's not going to be a rollover game. We're going to need everybody there to pack the stadium. There, we're going to need everybody there. I expect the defense to come out and still play well. I think we're going to see the defense turn a corner and play very well. We need to see the offense turn a corner and play. We need to see the game day experience in Illinois do something different to get the fans and the student section more engaged. We need the offense to show up. We need Statowski to be the starter to help this offense get into a position to win, get better, move the ball. Those fans can kick rocks. Coach Bielma, you ever listen to this, we are with you. Me, Coach West, and Brad Miller on this podcast are with you. 90% of the fans are with you. There's other 10% that don't appreciate you and what you bring, the flip-flop Fridays, talking to all of us Illinois coaches, bringing it together, recruiting your tail off, getting kids to buy in, continuing to get kids to play hard, even though we're not seeing the results getting to play hard. Stay the course, my friend. Yes, some of the things I've said are critical, but that's part of my job as a podcaster and an armchair coach. But you guys are doing the you're doing the work. You're putting in the work. You're getting those kids to play. That's all we can ask. We we have to continue to just get better each game, see some improvement that you're seeing from practice onto the field. So Coach Bielma, if you ever need to come on the podcast or want to come talk to me, I would love to talk to you for twenty minutes. Coach Peterson talked to me for twenty minutes. Coach Walters talked to me for twenty minutes. Coach Miller for sure. O lineman. O line coach, we need to talk. So for you guys. ILL. That wraps up this uh, Illini podcast or episode. Again, normally you have Brad Miller and Coach West, but we're not going to have that today. You're going to have me. So thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out all the sponsors in the description. 
Uh, go check out the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go do all that stuff. Please like and subscribe. Share out the audio version. Please like, subscribe, leave a review, and all that good stuff. This is Coach Steve. We're wrapping up another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Please go check out all the other episodes, and we will see you guys next time. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.